Hey, wrestling fans, this is Mr. Technical, Barry Horowitz. When I listen to podcasts, I listen to the best. I listen to Ring the Bell with Barris, J.D., and Logan. And if I were you, I would do the same. And give yourself a pat on the back for listening to Ring the Bell. And that's right, everybody. J.D. here. You are listening to Ring the Bell Radio. Logan is here as always. Ahoy hoy, my loyal followers and loving fans. Logan, you're looking like a million bucks over there, all green and wrinkly. Um, I make this look good. <laughs> and of course, the resident rabbi is here with us. Award winning. That's right, I forgot graduate. to say. The 2020, he is the award winning rabbi. Rabbi Barris. Yep. Uh, thank everybody who sent their well wishes and congratulations over the past uh, couple days. Um, it's been a, it was a great honor. Um, had a, you know, got that sent to me and everything. Had to do a video online, um, like a live cast, little bit thing, because uh, you know can't travel right now. So we got that and had it sent, and I was I was very surprised. So there's there's a few things that we're going to be skipping over this week, Logan. We're not doing your news. We're what we're going to what? Well, we got we got a special guest coming on. Yeah, I had so much to talk about. Did you not see what the Undertaker did this week? <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, the no, no, no. And Dude, then, um, you're 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 going to enjoy who we have on here. And, if I'm and, not doing news this week, I'm getting special edition news next week. Well, you'll you'll get a special edition segment next week. How about yes, that? Yes, awesome. okay. oh, music okay. and everything, and uh, you'll you'll have music and everything like you always do. You'll you'll Good. be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Rabbi, no, no um, talking about the Undertaker. Yeah, what? That is all the news you need to know is about the Undertaker, right? Ah, uh, uh, okay. So. Uh, Logan's news, the Logan news segment returns next week. And, um, the rabbi, uh, there's a few things we have to discuss with you next week because we did get some answers in about what you should wear because of the consequence, Ooh. but uh, I'm going to make nice you, suit. you're, you're going to have to, you're going to have to sweat it and wonder for another week. Oh, it's going to okay? be a nice suit or, you know, a nice, you know, kind of road um, type deal or. I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think these these comments are fixed then if that wouldn't be the case fake news fake news yeah, fake, total or fake no news because i'm not allowed to do it this week no news people <laughs> people yeah, only watch this show. next week yeah well, people only come to this show they listen to the podcast for the logan news network the lnn <laughs> okay it's like cnn <laughs> but it's the lnn okay we're like we're not we're not biased on anything it's just Undertaker, twenty four seven news related stories. You know what I picture your news network being? Remember, remember James Bond, Tomorrow Never Dies. Mm-hmm. You had uh, Jonathan Price play that news mogul where he basically caused havoc in the world just so he can get the hev- headline. That, I'm not saying pretty, you'll do that. I'm not no, saying no, you'll do that. No, that's pretty much the plan, dude. And the okay, headline so, is the Undertaker is the best. So no, but I just I just picture that whole like. That's you right there. <laughs> that is me. I, I will I will travel to the ends of the world through perdition's fire until I breathe blood and roll over until Undertaker is known by every man, woman, and child on this planet. There you go. What's an Undertaker? I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> that rabbi you got? It's going somewhere, and that will be a WWX pay per view. <laughs> oh no, not the WWX again! Uh, always, come on, always. We're gonna get kicked off the air for this thing. I, I swear. know. Come on, come All on. All right. Well, who the hell are we talking to then? Like, if who the hell is better than my news segment and talking about the Undertaker? Let's do this. All right. I got to tell you who we have on the line, guys. Ooh, exciting. Yes, he special um, guest. No, you got to do the music like the da, 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 special guest. You want some music? We can yeah, have do, some special guest yeah, music. Do, do All right, here we go. Music. Here we go. Ready? Yeah.
awesome. Okay. We have a special guest on the line, guys. Barris, put down that Howard the Duck comic. Yeah. Pay attention. Okay. All right. All right. <clears throat> All right. Um, this is a man who needs no introduction. Well, He's been on the because sh- you're introducing him. I, I didn't introduce him yet. Relax. Yeah, but you said he needs no introduction. So, <laughs> I mean, this is that's an oxymoron in itself, man. He's, Come he's on. not. He's our not a viewers. Sh- our viewers, uh, no, 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 they expect a level of you know journalism integrity here. You know, just not just like oh. Okay. All right. Let's Come try on. something yeah, he, here. Yeah, he's got you there. Yeah, he's yep. got me there. Okay. So, <clears throat> so Logan, you'll be right this time. Right. Yes. So. <laughs> so. He, he's he's I'm, I'm, I'm going to start out by saying he's he's not a stranger to the show, but has been quite some time since he's been on. I would say he, he sets the, the bar was set pretty high <laughs> when you when you when when the, when he got into wrestling. He's up there with the sta- the same standards or the same level as, say, Bobby Heenan or the mouth of the South. Is he's, it the Undertaker? No, it's not the Undertaker. Oh, Jesus. Christ, man. He's a man. <laughs> That when you say take as a man, yes, I know that. Would you let me introduce the gentleman? All right, come on then. I'm so I've got so much anxiety now. Come on. He's a man that when you say rowdy, means absolutely nothing at all. (laughs) I give you on the phone right now, Benjamin C. Steele. How you doing, my brother? Uh, I am tremendous. Uh, obviously, in the year 2020, that is not something that a lot of people say, but uh, I guess all depends on how you're living your life. And mine, as always, 10 out of 10. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Uh, it is the pleasure of the people to be had. And, uh, yeah, excited to rock and roll. It's been nine years. Uh, a lot has gone on, and I don't think we would have predicted that we are in the 2020 that we are in. We would have predicted it would be 2020, because, you know, math, but may not have predicted that uh, we would well, that, be in the year that we are in. That depends if you're going by standard math or common core math, because it could be 2022 or 2019, somewhere around there. You know, as well, long if, as it's, it's, if it's the American education system, then it's probably, I mean, we're, we're, we're trying to do a different style of math, I think. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Really appreciate your time. Absolutely. I mean, uh, anytime I can make time for you guys, I think in all the time I've been in wrestling about 20 years and you guys might have been the first or second podcast I'd ever done. See, it's oh, because wow. we are awesome. We were awesome. See, this is what I try to tell everybody is we were doing this podcast thing before it was even called podcasting. If you remember that, Ben. I do. Um, I remember before Facebook and and such. MySpace. Yeah. And Uh, um, MySpace. See, we got into this and uh, uh, Barris was just a fan of the show. I mean, we knew him, but we really didn't know him like we know him now, which I kind of wish that. I'd go back in time and I'd only know him then, which was hardly anything. But anyway, um, (laughs) but we were doing this show and it was still called Internet Radio. Podcasting wasn't a thing yet. And yes, one of our first, I wouldn't say um, guests, you were in that first crop of guests was Benjamin C. Steele. So what are you doing nowadays, man? I mean, you're still in the wrestling game, right? Absolutely. Uh, It'll be 20 years in July, uh, starting as... Legendary, not so legendary, referee uh, Mark Steele, and in 2003, losing the stripes and developing into Benjamin C. Steele, the man I am today. Um, it's it's kind of unique seeing how everything has changed in that time, but still going strong, still uh, the last of a dying breed, a rarity in professional wrestling, and a manager that uh, actually trained and, and started to be a manager didn't train to wrestle and, and kind of fade off from it. I wasn't a star in the past. It was just, this is what I wanted to do. And this is what I've done Toot toot. That's my own horn better than anybody else. Uh, in the last, I would say five to 10 years or mm-hmm. so, uh, being as, as humble as I can possibly be. Uh, you'd mentioned earlier, Bobby Heenan. I certainly wouldn't put myself in the class of Bobby Heenan, Jim Cornette or Paul Heyman. I think they are in a class, uh, unto themselves, but, when it comes to modern-day professional wrestling, I would say that uh, when it comes to me, there are very few like me, uh, if I could see, be so modest. See, I'd have to disagree <laughs> with that because, you know, I saw you before I started training. 
I actually had you, you helped train me at times. I would definitely put you up in that class with those guys. Thank you. No doubt. Uh, I would, I would appreciate getting that in writing so I can uh, pass it around. (laughs) Uh, Writing, video, whatever you need it in. I do know a notary that I can get that to. Uh, I always tell people, look, if I've been doing this so long, you can give me a microphone and put me in there with anybody, whether it's their first show or, you know, they're a veteran on their way down, so to speak, for lack of a better way to use it. Pretty much anybody, and I can hold my own. And that's pretty much, as a manager, that's one of the things that you can hope for. So what what if we would put you in in a ring with two microphones and you had to do a shoot on Jesse Ventura? Would you humble him? Well, I think... Jesse Ventura and I would find common ground. Okay. Uh, maybe not on everything. Uh, and I don't think it would be a mutual admiration society, but I do think we could find common ground. Uh, we we tend to have a similar view on people in general. Uh, politically, I don't know. Some things we would agree with, some things we wouldn't. But people in general, we definitely seem to have the same viewpoint on. So I, I think we would have a symbiotic relationship. There's my first 50-cent word of the of the show. Uh-oh. Yes. Yes. Hey, you know what? And um where's Virgil? Where's Virgil? Damn, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he'll he'll probably try to if, if you listen to any of our past shows, that's just funny that you mentioned money right now. We we we're 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 really getting serious about trying to get Virgil on the show and seeing how much he would charge us to come on the show. Just well, to say you know, hello. As a man that gave him $20 when I was 17 for pictures and autographs and photos. You only gave him 20. I didn't know the legend of Virgil. There is a legend of Virgil, actually, (laughs) as a DVD with that name. Uh, So that's a cheap plug for somebody else, not myself. Joe Dombrowski now owes me, uh, I believe, 10% on all DVD sales. But I, I was not aware of the legend of Virgil at that point, in my defense. Uh, when I was when I was training, I was also working at Journeys in uh, Greensburg, and they had a like a wrestling meet and greet, and they had like Larry Sabisco, a couple other guys there, and he just came and set up shop, and he came up to my store, and we're talking. He goes, "Oh, he goes, you're training." I said, "To be a manager, yeah," and he goes, "Well, you know, don't don't do the indies, just go down to NXT," and I'm like looking at him like, "Do what?" He's like, no, just go down there. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Knock on the door and told him you, you told me to come down? Like, I'm like staring at him like, I, I don't think that's going to work. I mean, that makes perfect sense. You just, the, the <laughs> password actually to get in the front door is Virgil sent me. <laughs> <laughs> Virgil sent me input 50 bucks. It, well, well, I mean, there there is, you know, restitution to be paid, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what the funny thing is, is. You know, I'm seeing a theme here, guys, that every time we have a conversation with a guest, Virgil comes up somehow. He, he <laughs> like, it's like the constant itch. Okay. We just need to get him <laughs> on the show, scratch the itch and be done with it. You know, it's, it needs to be done, man. Come on. Let's, let's, let's talk about you and your career. Like, give us a rundown. Where did you start off as, you know, when did you get into actual wrestling? Um, and, you know, what, what are some of the, the good matches you've had? Well, uh, local wrestling uh, in the Pittsburgh area would have been 97 or 98. There was a three-hour block on Saturday nights. 12 o'clock to 1 a.m. was Shotgun Saturday night, um, or 11 to 12, something like that. 12 to 1 was ECW, and then 1 to 2 or 1 to 1.30 was local uh, Pro Wrestling Express. They had a TV show for about two years. So that was, I mean, religiously, that's what I watched every single Saturday night. If I was out with friends, and a lot of times my friends that I hung out with at that point were watching the same stuff as me, it was we either got to go home or we got to be in front of a TV. Like, that was it. So I knew local wrestling existed. From there, there was a company, Steel City Wrestling, which in the uh, mid-'90s to early-2000s, I think May of 2000 was their last show in that incarnation, brought in guys that were, you know, big indie guys in that time frame. Your Joey Matthews, your Christian Yorks, Mike Quackenbush, Reckless Youth. Some of these names might be familiar to people. Um, That's a name I haven't heard in a long time, Reckless Youth. It's funny now because, I mean, he's 
to, back then, I mean, he was larger than life. Everybody was larger than life because I was like 15, 16, yeah. or however old I was. But that's where I found local wrestling. And from there it was, okay, well, hey, here's a show. Hey, here's a show. There's a show. Uh, and I met my best friend, Robert Parker Williams, uh, also Bobby Williams, and then 20 other uh, incarnations of characters that he's had over the years. And we started going to shows together. From there, uh, we found a guy, the late, great Devil Budokan, had a training school. Uh, RPW was doing his website. I had gone to check out the school. It was actually my senior year of high school and started training. And the rest, as they say, is history. Just got into it. Um, I was lucky when I started because I was working with a lot of names that I probably was. Well, I definitely not probably. I definitely wasn't good enough. I mean, this was right when ECW and WCW closed. So there was a lot of Disco Inferno, Buff Bagwell, uh, Balls Mahoney, Sandman, uh, Axel Rotten, guys like local indie guys, or not local, but indie guys that hadn't really made a name yet, like Colt Cabana and CM Punk and a guy that had in Christopher Daniels, Loki. There were so many names that I got to work with that it kind of, I guess you could say it brought me up to speed because I knew enough just from coming to shows, talking to the guys and, and learning kind of as much as I could before I even started training that, okay, I have some semblance of what's going on, but then I kind of got a crash course of, okay, you're either going to be up to par or you're going to wash out. And I was lucky enough that a majority of guys, when I would ask, hey, what can I work on? Some guys will just give you the, hey, no, kid, everything's great. And you're like, okay, that wasn't it. Like, not everything was perfect. I'm too new. I'm too green as grass to know that something wasn't right. I may not know what it was, but there were some guys that would say, hey, you got to do this differently. Hey, don't do that. Hey, don't do this. Hey, don't do that. And the benefit is when I went from refereeing to managing, a lot of the stuff that I had learned as far as placement and uh, knowing being able to be in tune with the guys that are in the ring, the wrestlers themselves and stuff like that really, really helped. And that's why if I think if you start as a referee, cause you'll see that a lot guys that wrestle start as a referee or ring announcer or what have you, it really gives you a benefit because you're not only comfortable for the ring, but you learn about footwork and placement and, and you'll see guys do certain stuff and you can kind of analyze like, okay, why are they doing that? Because you can, you have that kind of, uh, front seat view, closest view, closer than anybody really, to kind of learn and and take it all in. So, I guess that would be the uh, the brief or not so brief synopsis of uh, of how I started, and and also helps me name drop that I got to work with a lot of talent at that time. There you go. So. See, so uh, let me ask you this. So, because I like to ask this to all all wrestlers that we kind of talk to. So, your first time walking out from behind that curtain to that ring the first time you've been in front of an audience what's going through your brain oh god i'm going to screw this all up what am i doing um, <laughs> you, right? you know what that is literally the answer we get all the time i think that's the it standard was, answer i was like i'm gonna be the worst referee of all time i'll, I'll give you three because there's refereeing managing and then and then when i've had matches and i think of it like 30 or 40 but my first refereeing, right before I went through, there was a gentleman who was part of the show paying for, I don't know what he was doing, but he was there. And he said, man, he goes, you got to be hyped up. And I was like, yeah, he goes, man, there's ECW guys on the show. And I, was, I loved ECW. Like, that was my, my, my holy grail when I was watching wrestling. I loved that more than anything else. He goes, man, you got two ECW main eventers on the show, and you think of all the stuff they've done. I'd be nervous as hell. And I was like, what? Huh? And I was oh, like, oh, gee, God. thanks. That's great. I was like, oh, oh, God, I can't breathe. Okay. So that's in my mind playing, and I'm thinking, don't screw up. Notice this. Don't notice this. Do that. Da, 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 da. And this guy, he goes to chop the guy, and my face is in the way. So he chops, and on the backswing, I get hit right in the temple. Ooh. Ooh. And I'm like, well, okay, the the bar has been lowered, and everybody else is going to be able to walk over it. I'm the worst ever in the history of ever. I'm done. And thankfully, I wasn't. But still, that night I was like, "This is this is the worst refereeing of all time." My first time managing, I was a little bit lucky because I came in from the crowd, cutting a promo, and the person who had gone before me had dropped the f bomb like four times, which was a huge no no at that point. So I figured, well, I can't do any worse. So, <laughs> and then the first I can go for match, go for five. 
Well, that's true. I actually went with none. Shockingly, I went with none. I The promo, which I've seen, was monotone, no expression, terrified, and then when it was over, it was kind of like, oh, can I go now? Okay. I describe it as if you've ever watched somebody do double Dutch jump rope and the one person doesn't know when to jump in, that was pretty much me. I didn't know when to jump in, didn't know when to jump out. It was like the guy at an orgy that doesn't have anyone. I was just standing there with myself in my hand. I love that. The guy at the orgy who doesn't have anyone. He's sitting in the corner of a, of a copy of Playboy. We're gonna, we're gonna hear we're gonna hear Logan use that one for like shows to come now. Yes, sir. That is gonna be that I'm I'm putting that in the line box. That is awesome. You may use it free of charge. No uh no royalties uh needed. So no no I'm Virgil T's needed. Exactly. Virgil T's, I love that. Yes, Virgil T's. We are now improving international relations. Look at yes, the greatness that. Yeah. that we have done. I mean, we just came up with a new word. Hey, no Virgil T's needed here. Yeah, I'm Somebody so using that for WWX. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, my, my first wrestling match was was so paint by numbers, and it was literally put together by somebody else, and we had probably rehearsed it a hundred times. That it was more. I'm not going to mess up, but. What is this going? Like I had auxiliary or ancillary, not auxiliary, ancillary stuff in my mind. Like I wonder how this is going to look to so and so, or I wonder if I should do this, or I wonder if I should do that. Of course, you know I probably should have focused on making it look good, selling, and actually showing emotion because I didn't do any of that. But at least now I, I when I go out there, I still do get excitement. I get butterflies, but sometimes it's for different reasons. Like I, I get the excitement of hey, I've never worked with this person, or this person is so young i want to see how they evolve from the last time i worked with them type of thing so it's also kind of the case because i tend to be the old head in the room now so that that's kind of a little rough but uh definitely still have the goosebumps some of the same feelings when i go through the curtain but thankfully i don't think i'm going to completely ruin the show and send everybody home angry so at least at least not for the wrong reasons now now let me ask you this when when you got into the business did you come in as saying, and um, oh, I want to be a referee, or was it the goal that you wanted to be an in-ring wrestler? And was Originally, it some was it something like, well, hey kid, you you might want to stick with refereeing. You see where I'm going? Yeah, yeah, and I and I think that's the case a lot of times with people where it's like, okay, you can't do this, but let's see if you can do this. Okay. Originally, my my plan was. I'll referee for a couple years. I'll, I'll manage for a little bit, and then I'll start to wrestle. Back when I was 18, I actually worked out uh, for maintenance, it, it, and it should have been for, you know, for being a wrestler, but it was mostly for maintenance, so I didn't look completely uh, completely out of place when I was in the ring. Yeah. But when I was doing my managing, the first time I managed, I got dropped on my neck. Um, I took a, a Death Valley driver, and instead of going up and over and landing on my back, I went up and then landed like a lawn dart, and Ooh. that's... Not really good. I suffered a stinger. Uh, I've told people since then. I mean, the wrestling thing, you have to exaggerate. So I was paralyzed for 20 minutes, and then I got up and walked away. Truth in reality, I probably lost feeling for like four seconds, but it felt like forever, and I was like, oh, no, oh, God. Mm -hmm. So from that point, for the longest time, I had a bad neck and a bad back, and I can, with my limitations throughout my career, I can do matches, but... My thinking always was, I don't want to have matches and somebody go, eh, okay, like what's next or what just happened? I don't want to do something if I can't do it the same and have the same ability and at least not disrespect everybody else that's doing it. So give I, it I realized, 100%. Exactly. And I realized early on, like, eh, you know what? I can cut a damn good promo and I can rant, rave, and act like a fool and I don't have to take... 10 bumps. So yeah, I'm going to go do that because that's going to save me a lot more. Not to say that I didn't take bumps and often stupid bumps when I was younger, but at least, at least maybe not the ones where I would, would have done if I were a wrestler, because I really think, I mean, the guys I used to love locally, I used to love Shirley Doe and Boomer Payne for fans that, that know uh, those two, those were the two guys I wanted to emulate. And from a, a large scale was Cactus Jack, McFoley, whatever incarnation, NECW. So I think I would have gone down that route had I been a wrestler. And that might not have been 
great for me at my age now. So probably for the best I didn't go down that road. Let me ask you this. Um, all right, so uh, bucket list can't well let, let's go let's go for this. Who have you worked with that if you had you know you were a hundred percent now, who have you worked with in the past that you said, yeah, best match I've ever done with that guy, I would totally wrestle him tomorrow if he asked for it. I will give to one, if I could have, a guy that I've just watched that I would have loved to have a match with. I'll go, you know, bigger name and then locally. Um, the bigger name, if I did wrestle and went down that route, would have been CM Punk because I had seen him. He, I mean, when I was around him, it was like 2001. But he was always a guy that was willing to give 100%. And while he would sometimes have the attitude of, of laissez-faire, just like, eh, whatever, you know, I do my thing, it's cool. When it came down to putting stuff together, he was always willing to do stuff, willing to help out, willing to work with guys. Didn't have this ego where he didn't want to do business. Like, he, he got it, so to speak. Uh, I think that would have been really fun, just a fun guy to work with. And a guy that locally that I'd love to wrestle, I will say one of two. One would be... Uh, Lee Moriarty, he just uh, had a match on Impact, uh, kind of, you know, getting some publicity lately. He is, I was going to say that kid, because everybody's a kid now, but compared to me. <laughs> but he is so good and probably the best of us as a human being that it would just, it would just be a pleasure to actually work with that guy. And the other guy... Uh, that I would say, or excuse me, the other person I would say would be Ray Lynn because, and I don't know if, if what I'm about to say, if, if fans can appreciate this as much as people in the wrestling business, but she is so good at A to B to C to D and putting everything together. Uh, I describe it as a good chef. She is such an amazing chef that I would think it might be impossible to have a bad match with her. And the same goes for Lee Moriarty. And, I mean, there are a ton of people in this area, especially, that are quote-unquote first-round picks uh, that I would love to. Man, if, if I wrestled, I would love to work with that person. I would love to work with that person. I would love to work with that person. Uh, big time-wise, and other people I've worked with, another one would be Adam Cole because he is so physically gifted, and I know this is going to sound like ridiculous praise, but – I put him in the category of Shawn Michaels or Lance Storm, where they're doing stuff that is so effortless, they almost make it look easy. And when somebody can make it look that effortless on their end, it kind of makes you go, okay, if he can have a match with a broom or a chair, he can definitely have one with me. Like, <laughs> I want to get in there and get too. So, uh, and I am definitely not somebody that can have a match with a broom. So I, I would be the broom in that instance, in just about any instance, actually. That's kind of, um, it's funny because uh, you're talking about being a manager and cutting promos. Like my bucket list, I've, I have very specific things on my bucket list. And they were like, see Metallica live, did that. See Guns N' Roses live. Well, they broke up, but then they got back together and I got to see it. And then my other one is be some sort of manager for a wrestler baby face that's going to fight the undertaker and then try and hit the undertaker with a chair and then have the undertaker tombstone me. There you always go. bring the undertaker in. No undertaker has to be here all the time. And he's with me in spirit. If you get, you know, behind me, he's standing here in spirit with his hand on my shoulder going rest, rest in, in peace. See, it's all the time, you know. Love it. Now, I want to go over some other. I want to go over some other things with you here, Benjamin. Sure. All right. First of all, your MySpace page is called Sex Cow. (laughs) Please explain. (laughs) Okay. Wow. I literally just told somebody the other day because this was my nickname in high school. I literally just told somebody the other day. Your nickname was Sex Cow. Yeah, and I will get into that in a second. I think oh, right, man, the the here. There you go. Yeah. I said literally only like five people that are in uh, local independent wrestling. Now, maybe <laughs> five people might remember me as that because that was my screen name. And when I would say, hey, I'm Ben, they'd go, oh, okay. And I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm Sex Cow. They'd be like, oh, hey, yeah, on AIM or AOL. Yeah, that, that shows how old I am. But so 
introducing yourself when you're a 16-year-old kid as, hi, I'm sex cow, sometimes gets weird responses to people that don't really know what's going on. So uh, advice to people going forward, if you have a nickname, make sure people know your real name as well so you don't <laughs> look kind of like a creepy person when you're introducing yourself to people. But oh, I think we're way past that. Well, right, that's... You know, that's true. I mean, if I haven't made my creepiness known to people by now, then I'm not doing my job. But... <laughs> The the sex cow thing came from uh, there is a band called Guar. And <laughs> yeah. Guar, uh, yeah, okay. And, and yep. Apparently, they have an album named Sex Cow. I don't know. Not a fan of Guar. I know Beavis and Butthead had this shirt, and they were big Guar. fans. Guar. <laughs> yep. Yep. So uh, it was uh, my freshman year of Spanish class, and some kid said, "Yeah, Sex Cow." I he was looking in my direction, so I responded, yep, that's me, uh-huh, and then just turned away like, what a weirdo. And he goes, that's your name, and I'm like, uh, of, I'm sure it is, and just turned away and didn't think anything of it, and that, for some reason, became my nickname. I even had a Spanish teacher my senior year call me that once just to get my attention, and I was like, wow. okay, this is this is where we're at now. I mean, granted, this was 2001. It was kind of the Wild West, so anything could okay. go. I'm, I'm going to beep out this name now, okay? But okay. This, your senior year Spanish teacher, was that Miss that said that? No, that was my freshman year. This was, uh, and I guess you can bleep out this name too. Uh, senior year was Mr. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway. so let's, let's go over some of these other BC Steel facts that I have found here, okay? Uh-oh. Right. All right. So... Should be afraid. BC Steel has bowled a 300 game. True or yes, false? That is true. One day after my 16th birthday, actually. BC Steel is an Eagle Scout. Yes, he is, which I did my Eagle Scout project, immediately went to a wrestling show, and then uh, when I you have to do an interview or uh, to, to you know discuss why and your history and everything. And right after that, I went to a wrestling show. So there is a pattern uh, through my late teen years. BC Steel once tested at an IQ of 141. Yes, I have had my IQ tested three times, twice at 138 and once at 141. So for fellow Mensa members out there, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this one needs explanation, okay? BC Steel is a freestyle machine. I am. And there is documented evidence on YouTube as well that I have done. There definitely this. is. Wow. Yes. And, and I can say the two times I freestyled on a show, it was not, hey, let me write this and then you throw it to me. It was somebody said before we filmed, hey, you should freestyle. And then somebody said, he can't. And I went, oh, we're going to see about that. And well, then another hold time, my beer. <laughs> I was, exactly, exactly. Another time I was put on the spot and the guy said, hey, play a beat for BC. And he looked and goes, let's see how good you are. And I was like, okay, you prick, I'm going to show you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to think in another another life or another universe, there is a uh, a rap star of BC Steel. Perhaps uh, if I would have dyed my hair blonde, as was the style in my younger years, I did not do that, but a lot of kids were. So I, I definitely could have gone there out. You could have been like the the Eminem of a parallel universe. I absolutely could. I mean, um, hey, see, he's, up, he's that good. <laughs> this is the caliber of 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 stars we have on the show here, guys. The caliber. I actually still play that in my car from that. NWA I was just going to say that that is one of my. I won't say that's my favorite promo, but that is one of my favorite promos, just because I got people behind me to break and when we were done filming i had people coming up to me like never uh, some people are like oh that was great and i had more than a couple people go never do that again if you make me laugh i'll punch you I'm like, oh. okay note to self all right Th this one this one as well needs a bit of explanation bc Steel tried out for the role of young roy woody harrison in the movie kingpin also auditioned for a role in an Inspector Gadget. Yes. Um, when parts of Kingpin were filmed in western Pennsylvania and they had gone to local bowling alleys and said, hey, we're looking for somebody between this age and this age. We want them to read this. Blah, blah. It was playing the young Woody Harrelson's character early on in the movie. 
and I had gone in. I had read. They said, you know, we're we're probably going to do uh, callbacks. I know they were doing film auditions in New York too, which is really weird because Western PA. Okay, whatever, like the Greensburg area for local people that know. That's a, a, a very specific area to, to audition kids. Oh, and by the way, we're going to film New York where there's hundreds upon hundreds, if not thousands of kids that are going to try out. So really, really odd. But they basically <laughs> needed somebody to, who could bowl a strike and, or bowl you know, reasonably well and, and recite these lines. And I did it, and the girl said to me, she goes, ah, you know what? She goes, I'll be honest, you're, you're too old. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I didn't say this at the time, but my thinking was you could have told me that the first round. You could have told me that before I did anything, but you waited to go with the second round to go, yeah, we're going to get his hopes up and then screw him. And crush um, him. <laughs> exactly. But I didn't give up because I did go to open casting for Inspector Gadget, and there was one little thing there where they had a – it was a minor speaking role, and I've seen the movie once, and I honestly do not remember what it was, but the lady who I read for <laughs> – a nice uh, older-ish woman had blonde hair, and this is as my memory goes. It might have been gray, but I remember it as blonde. I read the line, and she goes, "Wow, Benjamin, you memorized this, and you might have been one of a few people that did that." And I'm thinking, "Oh my God, here's my shot. I'm going to be an actor. Watch out, Hollywood. Here I come." I was like 12 or so. She goes, "But you don't have a real good-looking, you know, you don't have a look for this." And I, wow. I, I go, oh, "Thank you so much." And as I leave, I go. The girl who's like, you know, ushering us in goes, how'd it go? And I go, I think she called me ugly. Yeah, and I just, <laughs> that's what I took from that. Yeah, I was like, left, how I, are you going to take that exactly? And my, like, now I'd be like, look, honey, 90% of the world is four, five, and six. So I'm right there with everybody. Put me in your movie. And I'd probably be ushered out the door. But I said that my mom goes, how did it go? And I went, I just want to go home. And I went Aww. home, and I found out after I could have stayed and been an extra and gotten paid, but you know, it. I guess it wasn't meant to be. My my freestyle, my rap career, and my acting career have completely fallen by the wayside. And I so in a parallel universe, we've got BC Steel Eminem. Another parallel universe, we have BC Steel Brad Pitt. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, Brad pretty Pitt, much. Brad Pitt, just, if he looks like the inside of a shoe. <laughs> that's, that's how I would describe my look. Listen, you just don't have the look for it, love. Just, Move just, along. Exactly. Just think, if, if that guy, if that lady didn't call you ugly, it would have been you shooting the fifty caliber on the top of that tank in fury, not Brad Pitt. Yeah, man. Exactly. Damn I mean, that woman. When, if she used different words, you could have been completely famous. That's true. Although I will say, I don't think Brad Pitt has ever, ever and I only use this as, as, a, as a measuring stick because somebody just texted me this yesterday. I don't think Brad Pitt has ever assaulted Ricky Steamboat. So I at least have that one over. <laughs> there you go. There wow. You go. Okay. There you go. And I mean, I mean on a show, for the record. I didn't just, you know, jump him in the parking lot. <laughs> okay, I okay, okay. Because I was just Jamie, going, wait a minute I saw, here. I saw him at Burger King yeah. and I jumped the f*** up. Yeah. <laughs> this is now BC Steel admits to his crimes. This is, this is oh, now right. an intervention of some sort. This, this, this is the bit where we said it to the cops. In a, in a world where you have lo law in an equally number of court orders bc steel jumps ricky steamboat i just totally messed up that law and order you, thing you did but... that was so terrible man. it was no, it just it was. just had the dun 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 yeah. <laughs> you should have done on, it as the, you should have done it as the 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 svu one you know in in pittsburgh sexually based assault crimes are, <laughs> are really bad but bc <laughs> what bc steel was sorted ricky the steamboat like that can never be replicated Dong, dong. Dong. See? And there you go. People are like, what happened? Did he beat him up? Did he sexually assault him? What happened to Ricky? Did Ricky swallow the sausage? We don't know. <laughs> Find Jeez. out next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Now there's going to be a thing Man admits to assaulting Ricky Steamboat, or Brad Pitt's going to suddenly do a movie, could, and he's going to assault Ricky Steamboat, and then that completely just falls apart. I could just see it now. You know, people are going to be listening to this and going, oh, my God, he assaulted Ricky Steamboat, and then all of a sudden you're going to start <laughs> – the news is going to start calling right, BC Steel and be like, so what happened with this assault? We have to look into this. There was an assault. Yeah. All right, so this is what happens is – 
This goes to the news. It becomes headlines. Fuck the election. This is what it's all about. And in 10 years' time, a movie gets made of you. And in that scene, Brad Pitt assaults somebody playing Ricky the Steamboat. So Brad Pitt will be playing Ben Ben BC Steel. See, there you go. And it's yeah. going to be one of these like USA made for TV movies. Yeah. You know? and, and the no, theme no, no, no. song to it is sung by Eminem. It, it, it'll be an HBO miniseries, like a 10 part miniseries. There you go. And, and then my life comes full circle. Yeah. It's going to be called Hard Steel. You know, I, there is a movie with that name, but it's not exactly what you'd think. Brad it. Not yeah, well, well, you never know. Brad Kitt's done some early things in his career, I tell you. That's true. So have I. <laughs> Love it. So, what are you doing now? What, what, what are you working now? Well, right now, like a lot of people in 2020, uh, wrestling-wise is very few and far between. Uh, my thinking is hopefully uh, by the middle to end of 2021, wrestling picks up. Um, when it does, you can catch me at Rise Wrestling. That's R-Y-S-E, wrestling, uh, based out of western Pennsylvania. I also do the color commentary with one Joe Dombrowski, the second time he's been referenced, so that's $20 he owes me. Uh, we do commentary for Premier Championship Wrestling in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, fight Underground, which is a fight, I would say it's, it's Fight Club meets Professional Wrestling is starting up. I will be a part of that as well. Uh, they're starting up hopefully, obviously, when everything you know gets back to normal, whatever the normal will be. And I always tell people I never quite know where I'm going to be as every time I think I'm done with wrestling or – Every time I say, yeah, I'm probably not going to be doing this or that, somebody comes along and goes, hey, you should do this or that. And I'm like, okay, we're off to the races. So I never quite know where I'm going to show up. I just kind of leave it in uh, the fate of other people or whoever wants to use me, and everybody should because I am the best, and everybody else can fight for second place. Just had to put that out there in case anybody forgot. <laughs> I just love the line of, I want people to use me. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, hey, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. So, I mean, whatever let me, you got. Let me do tell you happen. let me tell you about WWX. Oh no. no. <laughs> oh no. Ben, Ben, your ears are going to bleed. Oh. You know, what we were talking about earlier on, like the orgy and the one guy out reading Playboy, I can somehow make that into a wrestling match. Okay? We can make remember. serious money off this, guys. Serious money like Everybody has to get in the ring, have an orgy, and wrestle, and then, like, it's a tag out, and when you tag out, you read Playboy instead, all right? No, you know what we're going to do? It's going to be like the Royal Rumble, okay? Instead of you going out the ropes, Uh... it's how long you can have sex. When you're too tired to have any more sex, you are eliminated. Well, man. So, do I get to? Am I in this or am I managing? Because managing could get really, really messy. Well, dude, you can manage. All right. All right. The rest of you guys get out of here. Me, 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 and BCA got some got some business to talk about. All right. If you're managing, like you could do the sly, like outside of the ring, and you know if somebody falls over, I mean, you can kind of just slide it in quickly. Boom. That's you know, you're still hitting under a chair, and you're sliding it in quick. You know. I'm definitely going to need no- goggles, maybe a poncho. Oh, oh that would be awesome. That would be and like an your, umbrella. your manager thing. And then, like, <laughs> afterwards, like the, the, the like the DX thing, like, suck it. You could be like, you just got hard steel. It would be great. I'm oh, going to start man. using that line, but I'm going to use it at, like, the grocery store. <laughs> and, like, when I'm just at a red light and flipping out on somebody, just to see their reaction. You just got hard steel. Yeah. And, and then they slowly put their window up. They're like, Johnny, don't look at him. Don't look right at him. Don't look at him. I'm going to be on it. a list. Just do not say that to a cop. All right? I make say- no promises. <laughs> you're at the bank. Oh, uh, There you go, Mr. Steele. Your, your account is now finished. You're ready to uh, put money into it. Excellent. You just got hard steeled. Be great. And then they you use it everywhere. Calls the police. Yeah, get the cops turn up. Oh, love it. Well, you know what? I do have uh, an attorney on retainer uh, for business dealing, so maybe I'll have to see. It's, if he it's can be been on retainer since well. ri- the Ricky incident. Well, yes, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
So, before before we let you go here, Benjamin, BC Steel, we're going to run you through what we call the gauntlet. We're going to ask you, this is how this works. We're going to give you a list of names. And whatever comes to your mind, like a, like a one-word answer, you, you, that's what you could uh, you could say. What What is it, Barris? You call this like a lightning round. Lightning round, yeah. Yeah. Everyone here has done it. I think Logan has had the most interesting answers. Hey, my oh, answers yeah. were amazing. They, they were so amazing, amazing, we couldn't air them. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. they, they, one of them was considered racist, and it was not meant to be racist in any yeah. way. But yeah, so it, it was... Podium, so the podium rolled out, and you had to then issue the apology, and then you had to perhaps cry on camera. I, I, I've seen I've seen that happen before. Yeah, no, yeah. we just cut it out of the show instead. Yeah. So again, for that bullshit, we're just like, just cut it out. You know, it'd be great. No one would We saved ourselves from all that trouble. We're yeah. Like, nope. We ain't even got money for a podium. A Jesus Christ. Yes, it is. So, um, hey, Barris. Barris. Yo. Hey, um, you you have it closer to you. We gotta get we gotta get the music rolling for this one. All right. So all right. Let me know there. when you're ready. And go. Okay, here we here we go. Here we go, BC. You ready? Here comes the list I'm of names. I'm ready. The Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> oh, Time tested. Okay, what was that? I couldn't hear you over Logan's laughing. Oh my god. Time tested. Time tested? Yes. That okay. is not what I said. Okay. Jim Powers. Jumping. Yeah. Raven. Raven. Genius. Samoa Joe. Vicious. Sensational Sherry. Legendary. DDP. Underappreciated. Yes. Yes. Corey Graves. Home. Jim Cornette. Misunderstood. Victoria. Poster. Yes. On my wall. I know that's more than one word, but. <laughs> hey, hey, it didn't have to be one word. It's just what you're saying. Okay. Anyway. Uh, the Red Rooster. <laughs> oh, miscast character. Okay. The Dynamite Kid. Sad story. Oh, yeah. Bray Wyatt. Unique, but not as multifaceted as he can be. And the last one, Barris. Familiarity, because he knew me since I was less than the sparkling individual that I am now. Knew me before I assaulted Ricky Steamboat. Oh, my God. (laughs) Did he? (laughs) So if he knew you before that, did he know when it happened? Is he an accessory? No, but he can provide an alibi if I need it. I mean, oh we have the whole thing worked out. I'll say I was yeah. here. We we can, you know, Photoshop yep. me into pictures. We have this whole thing worked out. Oh, yeah. So we'd like to thank Benjamin Ben C. Steele for coming on the program. Hopefully you'll come back again. We didn't scare you off too much, and Logan didn't scare you off too much with his WWX uh, rubbish. Absolutely it's not, it's not I, rubbish. I I got to get my business guy on the phone. I, I'm I'm smelling money, and I'm See, sure when these shows happen, this, we're smelling this a, a lot more. But this but is a smart is man. This is a smart man. Okay, we just have to wait for the COVID to finish. You know, because it's kind of hard to do it at six feet apart. But you know, he, he knows what's going on. JD has no faith in WWX at all. I didn't say I had faith, or I didn't have faith. But it's what have just... you got? What have you got in it then? It's uh, that's what she said. <laughs> that was perfect setup. I mean, if but, there's one thing we can all agree on is you can sell anything on the internet. I'm right. Oh, absolutely. Damn right. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Um, 
Uh, ben, do you have a do you have a, a Facebook or a website you want to plug? And you're with uh, what Rise Pro Wrestling, and can you name those other ones again? Yes, uh, Rise Pro Wrestling. That is Rise with a Y R Y S E. Uh, you can also uh, Premier Championship Wrestling in Cleveland, Ohio. You can go to One uh, SF Podcast. That's One Step Forward. One SF Podcast on the Twitter BC underscore Steel on Instagram. One Step Forward podcast on Facebook, BC Steel for Real, that's F-O-R-R-E-A-L. And there is an E on the end of Steel. I implore you, I beg you to put that in there. That is on Facebook. You can find me there. There's a good chance one of three things is going to happen. I'm probably going to uh, insult you, I'm probably going to anger you, and I'm probably going to educate you because that is not only with my high uh, level of intelligence, I feel like I owe people uh, that they can be better. Um, obviously that, that should be a goal for everybody in life. And I am proud to be a vehicle in which uh, people can experience that. Definitely come to a show, uh, even after COVID is over, try and stay six feet away from me because I just don't most likely want to be around you. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And we'll plug all of that stuff on our, uh, our Facebook page and our website as well for you there. BC. Oh, and, and also uh, WWX coming 2021. That's yes. actually the tagline. It's coming. Literally, uh, literally coming 2021. Oh. <laughs> it was the most erotic <laughs> thing I'd ever seen. Dun, dun, dun. But again, we'd like to have, we'd like to thank BC steel for coming on and putting up with us, putting up with Logan, yeah. running you through the gauntlet. Your answers were fantastic. Like I say every week, Logan always says I can't finish a complete sentence. As you heard me say at the beginning of the show, check us out at ringthebellradio.com. Go there, click or tap the red button that says listen to my podcast, and you'll be able to hear all of our current and past shows and maybe even future shows if you could figure that one out. Uh, Find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, pretty much all those social media platforms. If you want to send us an email, it's ringthebellradio at gmail.com. But if no one else has anything else to say for Logan, the resident rabbi, Rabbi Barris, and award-winning. Thanks, award-winning rabbi, 2020 Rabbi Award recipient, Rabbi Barris. A, a rabbi. A rabbi. And we'd like to once again thank BC Steel for coming on. So we'll see you all next time. So long.